KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, today is Monday, Zayin Tamuz, Shiur of Arab Benjamin Tavori, the weekly mitzvah for Parshat Balak. There will not be a Medrash uh, Yomi. I'm not actually available. I'm on, I'm in South Africa. And uh, therefore, there will be only the Shiur of Arab Tavori. Tomorrow's shiur will be by Arav Tarigin, the essentials of Avodat Hashem. In Parashat Balak, we know the story of the Aton who refuses to budge, and Bilam becomes very upset and actually hits the Aton. The Torah then reprimands Bilam and says, What is the reason that you hit your aton three times? The Rambam in Mora Nevuchim, Chelekimel, Perak Yudzayim, says this is the source of the halacha of Tzar Balechayim. The issue whether pain of an animal is a biblical law or not is a machloket, a question in the Gemara in a few places. The Rambam in Nor Nevuchim takes the position that Sabalichaim is the Raisa. This is a biblical law. The, co- the law of causing pain to an animal is the Raisa. And he says, the source is, From the very sentence of Bilam, we learn this concept of Tzabal Echayim. I mentioned that the, in the Gemara in Bav Metziah, in Shabbos, the Gemara has a discussion whether this law is of biblical origin or of rabbinic origin. However, the interesting point is, there is no specific place in the Talmud where it discusses the source for this halacha. It's true the Gemara says that it might be a biblical law, but it doesn't say the source for this biblical law. This, of course, led to many opinions, many Rishonim, Achronim, tried to find a source for this halacha. We've seen that the Rambam says the source is from our parsha. The some Rishonim learn that the source is from the mitzvah of the Torah of Prika Uti'ina. The mitzvah of Prika Uti'ina refers to the sentences to the Psukim in Parshas Mishpatim, where the Torah says, where you see an, an animal having a big, a heavy load on its back. Even if the chamor, this particular animal belongs to your enemy, I won't discuss now the difference between your enemy and your friend, but the Torah says, Ki If you see the donkey of your friend suffering, as it were, crashing under the load. So the Torah told us there's a mitzvah to help, a mitzvah to unload. We learn that there's a mitzvah of prika and te'ina. There's a mitzvah of helping your friend load an animal when necessary, and it's also a mitzvah 
of helping him unload. Now, the mitzvah of helping him load is obviously a mitzvah ben Adam lechaveru. That's obviously a mitzvah to help your friend load his animal. On the other hand, the mitzvah of unloading, of removing the burden from the animal, might be based on the concept that the animal is suffering. This would, of course, lead to the principle that unloading would precede the law of loading. Prika would be before te'ina, because prika has in it both elements, the element of helping your friend, as well as reducing the, the suffering of the animal. So, according to some Rishonim, this is the source between Prikantin, between the source of the concept of Tzabalechaim. Of course, if we use the source, there would be halachic ramifications. The, if we would say this halacha is because the halacha of, of Prikantin is based on Tzabalechaim, then it seems that we should not distinguish between the case whether the animal belongs to a Jew, belongs to a guy, and that itself is a whole discussion, both in the Gemara and very questionable, the Rambam at the end of Hilchus Ratzayach, the Rambam has a very unclear position whether this Allah applies equally to Jews to the animal of Jews, the animal of non-Jews. This issue we will not uh, develop today because of time. But the source of Prikotina, if this source is Daraisa, it probably should not make a difference between a Jew and a guy. One of the questions that we'll discuss later is there is a halacha that this mitzvah of Prikotina does not obtain to a person whom, who is older, a person who is Tamil Chacham. He doesn't have to be involved with animals. We know this, for example, by returning lost objects. Everybody's required to help restore objects to their owners. And therefore, if you see something that's lost, you have to not only try to return it, but you have to take care of that object until the day you return it. And therefore, if a, a Tamid Chacham would see, let's say, an animal running around, it would not be within the dignity of the Tamid Chacham to go and take this animal and deal with him and do all the kinds of labors that one must do with an animal. So therefore, there's a din of zakin ve'enot lechvichvado, someone who is, uh, the literal translation of zakin is old, but may, may mean a tamid chacham, we'll get back to that later. So he's pater. If tzar balichayim is daraisa, if there's really a real biblical law to, to uh, remove or help an animal suffering, why would it be why would a Tamid Chacham be exempt from such halacha? We'll see that later. The, so far we have two sources for the laws of Prikoti, for the laws of Tzabalichayim. The Ramam learned from our Parsha, from Parsha's Bilam, whereas we saw many Rishonim learn from the, itself. Rashi see, seems to say in Bav Metziah that the law of Prikotina, this law is based upon the concept, of, or at least the law of, of, of Prika, is based upon the concept of Tzabalichayim. The Me'iri there in Bav Metziah quotes another possibility. He says, the Torah told us that lo tachsom shor bedisha. And say for Dvarim, the Torah has a law that if an animal is working in a field, you shouldn't muzzle it. The assumption is the animal's working in the field and there's food in the field which he wants to eat. By muzzling the animal, you're stifling his ability to eat from while he's working. Apparently, this would cause him anguish besides causing him hunger. 
And therefore, the Me'iri learns this is the source of Tzar Balechayim, Lo Tachsham Shabadisha. The Chesam Sofer, already in Achron, quotes a different Pasuk. He says, V'racham avalkam asav. The Pasuk that we say daily in Ashrei, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mercy is extended to all his creation, to his whole, everything that he created. Alkam asav means everything, including human beings, but including animals as well. And therefore, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, has, extends his mercy to animals, so then we should also extend our mercy to animals as well. The last opinion I'll quote, although there are more, is the Ritva and Bav Metziah suggests this is Halach Lamash Mesinai. There are certain things that are not explicit in the Torah, but we say they are given to Moshe Mesinai as Torah Shabal Peh, and they are transmitted to us orally, but we do not have a specific source for this halacha. So we have so far five opinions as to the source of the concept of Tzabalechai. Is there a difference from where we learn? The source of these hala- of the halachos, of, or the halacha of Tzabalechai, might itself be a very important indication as to the nature of this particular halacha. According to the Rambam, that we learn it from Bilam, the Torah didn't really say anything about the animal suffering. The Torah accuses the person. The Malach in the Parsha says to the, to the person, Why did you do it? You did something here to inflict pain upon an animal. This might be a question more of mitos, more of a person's own character, rather than the issue of the pain of the animal. The Rambam says it almost explicitly. Reading the translation of Rabbi Kapach, the Rambam says, This is to perfect our behavior. And that we should not behave in a cruel manner. I'll get back to that phrase later. Not to cause pain irrationally for no reason without a benefit. But we should act in kindness, in mercy, in gen- gentle approach. And the Ram goes on to, to discuss other laws in this connection. According to the Rambam, this source would also only tell me that one should not cause pain to an animal. Why did you inflict this pain? If pain were, if the animal were in a source of pain, not directed by a specific person, but pain was being inflicted on this animal, this source would not say that a person has to remove the pain. The Torah said, it's midos, it's Midos for you not to inflict pain. One could very well argue the same midos, the same characteristics would cause a person or should cause a person to save an animal from pain. This is true. 
but the source itself in the Torah only was referring to the case where the animal was inflicted by the person himself, and therefore the Torah says this in this case there's a problem of Sabalichaim. According to the second source that we learned, that it's a the mitzvah is based on priko teina, then the nature of this mitzvah would be a positive mitzvah. It would be a mitzvah say, azov ta'azovimo. And this therefore would follow the general patterns of all mitzvot asay. Whereas according to the third opinion, that it's based on the concept of lo tachsom shabit yishal, do not muzzle, do not cause pain. So again, the it would be a love, there would be a specific law of the Torah forbidding causing pain, but again, the difference between the second and the third, according to the idea that it's a mitzvah saseh, there the mitzvah, the positive mitzvah, is to undo the pain, to relieve the pain. The animal is suffering because it has a burden on it. The Torah did not talk about inflicting pain. Well, obviously, if you are required to remove the pain, so to alleviate the anguish, then obviously you'd be required, you would be forbidden to cause that pain. But according to the source, that it would be azov tazavimo. Yes, it's true. You wouldn't you wouldn't be able to cause the pain. But the nature of the halach would be a mitzvah say of azov tazavimo. According to the other opinion, lotachsom shabadisha would also mean would only mean that you can't inflict the pain. Do not muzzle it. The Torah did not say that you have to remove pain in the, in such a case, but it would be a lav. On one hand, it's a more strict halacha, that it's a lav, a negative law which inflict, which causes greater uh, severity to the nature of the Easter. The, by the way, in in a real there would be malkos. Uh, there could be... Uh, Stripes administered to the person who did it, and this would be an, a classic example of a lav shiyeshbamase, a lav in which you did an action, you put the muzzle on the animal, and the nature of the of the Easter itself would be problematic. What is the masa? But we could learn simply that putting the muzzle on the animal is a lav, and you would get malkos. And according to the opinion that we learned from Lotach Shom Shabidisho, I said that's the opinion of the Miriam Bav So causing pain to an animal would be a real lav. On the other hand, there's no specific place where it would say that you would have to remove pain. One could suggest that we should really combine two and three. Uh, suggestion number two that I made was that the Isler, the law of Tzabar Chaim, comes from the concept of Priko Te'ina, which is a mitzvah saseh. And the third idea, the third source, was Lo Tachsom Shabadisho, a negative. So one could say, well, I really should combine them both we would use a combined learn, der- derivation of Tzabalichayim from Prikantina and Lotachsom. Lotachsom would be to impose a lav on a person creating pain to an animal, which is what we said that according to the Rambam would be what we could learn from Bila. However, the, uh, the law of alleviating pain of an animal, that would not be a lav. A person who would not do that would not transgress necessarily a lav of Lo Tachsom Shabadisho, but there nevertheless we could employ the mitzvah say of Azov Tazavimo. The opinion of the Chassam Sofer, the Racham of Alkom Asav, the God's mercy extends to all his creatures, 
and therefore it would seem incumbent upon us to follow the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, would mean that this halacha of Tzabali Chaim is not really a halacha of caring for the animal per se, but rather it would be a halacha of emulating the ways of God. The mitzvah of the Torah of Halachta Bidrachav is to walk in the ways of God, emulate his actions, imitatio dei. According to the Rav's comment, Rav Salavechik made a comment in his article, Rayunot Alatfilah, this concept of imitatio dei, emulating the ways of God, is the central mitzvah of the Torah. Perhaps he meant to say it is one of the most important foundations of the Torah. That in general, a person should walk in the ways of God. If this would be true, so the mitzvah of, of or the, the issue of Tzabalichayim would not be a general, a specific law really of Tzabalichayim. It would be included in the general concept of Allah Bidrachav, of walking in the ways of Kaddish Baruch Hu. The last source that we dealt with, that is Allah Sinai. Halacha l'moshem Sinai means that the nature of the halacha cannot be well defined by us. It was given to us by God as a law, and therefore it would be harder to deal with in types of the issues that I mentioned before, whether it's an asay, whether it's a lota asay, whether the mitzvah is to is really an isur of not causing pain, or it's a mitzvah to remove the pain, is it really a question of midos? That would be difficult to determine from the opinion that it's a halacha l'moshem Sinai. One of the ramifications of this law in general is the Gemara has a discussion whether one may do, one may or perhaps one should do, a, an action on Shabbos to remove pain of an animal, even in a case where there is an Easter de Rabbanan. There would be a law of the Rabbanan forbidding such an action. But however, the mitzvah of Tzar Balichayim, the mitzvah of, that we're dealing with, would somehow conflict with this Easter. So what should a person do when he has a conflict between Tzar Balichayim and Hilchah Shabbos? The Rambam rules in two places. I'll quote one, but the... The other is perhaps even more striking, but the one I'm going to quote is in Perek Chaf Aleph of Hilcho Shabbos, Halachates. The Ramam says, Allah be'ilam b'Shabbos, if something is up on a tree on Shabbos, there's a problem of removing it, of taking it down, which I won't go into to explain the nature of the Iser, but nevertheless, the Ramam says, if an animal is somehow treed and can come down, so we ignore any halach issues involved. I said there are rabbinic issues involved, and we would perform the act because of Tzar Balechai. And the Ram goes on, We would unload the packages from an animal even if there is a halachic issue involved because of Tzar Balichayim. The Vilna Gon quoted in his Bira Gran Shulchan Aruch, but in the edition of the Frankel Rambam, it's printed on the page of the Rambam. He says, Anan Kaimalan Shudaraisa. 
and therefore it's mutter. Because we follow the opinion that Tzad Chaim is a biblical requirement, and this biblical requirement, according to the Vilna Gun of Tzad Chaim, is to remove the anguish from the animal. It's not referring to the case that he was referring to in Moranavuchim, where the person hit the animal, where the problem was caused itself by a person, that's Daraisa. But even this particular case, where the animal is treed, or the animal has a burden, not necessarily placed by you, and you might you may uh, perform the actions on Shabbos, which are problematical, because of Sabah Chaim, that shows that Sabah Chaim is Daraisa. The Gemara say, says that if these laws, if Tzabai Chaim would not be Daraisa, if it would be the Rabbanan, then you would not be allowed to perform these actions because the ne- the negative law, the Easter of Shabbos, would preclude the mitzvah Rabbanan of Tzabai Chaim. If your Tzabai Chaim is a biblical law, then the law of Tzabai Chaim would override this Easter the Rabbanan. The Radvaz has the, another source for the law of Tzabal Chaim. In many respects, this is the most surprising source of all. The Radvaz has a section called Lushonos Haramba. In that section, he has a number of chuvos, and in one edition, the number is 1,542. And he asks the question, why is it that Tsar Balichayim can be overridden in certain cases? We said before that a Zaken She'eno Levichvado, a Tamid Chacham, who is not appropriate for him, in, for his dignity, to be involved with working with animals, is exempt from this halacha. If Tzar Balichayim is Daraisa, then how could it be? In fact, the Ramban asked this question. The Ramban in, in Bav Metziah, Daf Lamed Beis, says, actually, the Ramban is found in Lamed Daf Lamed Gimel. The Ramban says, Kasheli, kevan detzar balichaim daraisa zaken veino levichvodu amayin oparek. Since tzar balichaim is a biblical law, why is it that a person who is not, it does not befit his stature to perform such acts? Why is he potter? It's a law, biblical law. Whose law potter? Because it's because he's a zaken. Answers the Ramban. It seems that the Kavara Torah overtakes the law of Tzabalichayim. Kavara Torah means that a person should respect Torah and people who are examples of Torah should maintain their dignity and respect in front of people. One should honor Torah, one should respect both the Torah and those that study and those that teach Torah. The person who is a Zokeng, is a Tamit Chacham, 
it's not just his personal kavod, it's kavod Torah which is involved, and therefore the kavod Torah precedes the mitzvah of Tzabal Chaim. The Ran, there in Bav asked the question, the law of Zakin Ve'eno Lefich Vodo, literally translates, we translate the word Zakin as an old man. Now, old can be a way of explaining a Tamut Chacham. The Gemara Kedushin says, what's a Zakin? They break the word Zakin, as it were, into two elements. Zekonna. Zekonna Chachma. A person who studied a lot of Torah. So the Ramban's answer might apply to the person who studied Torah, where Kavra Torah would supersede the law of Tzabalichayim. However, we paskin, Zokein is not just the Tamat Chacha. Zokein is Mechubad Ba'alma. The Zokein is any person with who is to be respected. Zokein certainly could mean an older person. Any person who has, whose personal demeanor requires respect is part of from this particular law. So, why is it that zakin veina levichvodo, not necessarily a tamet chacham, is part of from this mitzvah? The Ran says the reason for this is because sabalichayim is a law which can be dismissed with for human needs. It's true that Tzabalichayim is Doraisa. But nevertheless, it's a law which can obviously be superseded for human needs and exigencies. For example, we know that if, an, if a human being's needs would include somehow causing pain to an animal, then human need would overcome this Easter. So he said the concept of kavod is also a concept which would overcome the Easter of Tzabalichayim. But in my opinion, it seems to me that we would have to explain this itself. Why is it true that Tzabalichayim is Daraisa, but nevertheless Tzabalichayim can be overridden because of human needs? So the Radvaz says, the Radvaz says that the answer is that the concept of kavod habrios, the concept of human dignity, which in general can supersede some of the laws of the Torah, for those people that are interested, there's a but the, the Gemara there says that human dignity can overcome certain laws based on Torah. So he says, Human dignity would sup- certainly supersede the laws of Tzabalichayim. Even though this law is biblical. Tzabalichayim is biblical law, but nevertheless human needs and human dignity overcome this particular halacha. Why? So he says in a very succinct sentence, because there is no specific prohibition and there is no positive mitzvah. What, what does he mean? The law is the Arisa. The law itself, he said, is a biblical law. But what does he mean there's a biblical law 
without an assay, without a positive commandment, without a love, without a negative commandment. How can it be biblical when there's no source? One might say, the Radvaz did not seem to say that, that he would agree with the opinion that I quoted before in the name of the Ritva, that Sabali Chaim is based on Allah Sinai. There is no source for it in the Torah. But that somehow would not fit in with the reasoning of the Radvaz. The Radvaz says human dignity can overcome because there's no specific Easter, no specific mitzvah. But Halacha Sinai would overcome these laws as well. What is the understanding of the Radvaz that Tzabaychaim is the Raisa, but it can be overcome for human needs. It seems here that the Radvaz is stating a new concept completely, which in one hand is a beautiful, meaningful concept, the other hand is rather dangerous. The Radvaz thinks there is a concept of something that's Minatora as a value, as an ethic, which is not a specific law. We'll call it in Hebrew, Ratzona Torah. The Torah's will is that a person should do something. But the Torah did not make it as a positive mitzvah or a negative mitzvah. It just indicated that this is a value that the Torah respects, and therefore one should be careful about it. This would solve many issues that were raised in the entire sugya. For example, we said if Tzai Bali Chaim is a biblical law, then you can overcome the law, a rabbinic law of Shabbos. But if Tzai Bali Chaim were the Rabbanan, so then you would not be able to do it. If Tzai Bali Chaim is the Rabbanan, means that Torah does not see it as, as a value, and therefore there is no way to overcome Shabbos. But if it's a, a value, once Chazal saw it as a value, then they said this value would overcome the laws that we impose on Shabbos. The concept of a person, She'eno Lefichvodo, would mean there are values in Judaism. The law of Tsar Chaim is a value, is Ratzona Torah, but there are other values in Torah, and sometimes we have to weigh the values one against the other. The concept of human dignity, of human needs, is definitely a concept of the Torah. Therefore, when human dignity clashes with Tzabal Echayim, we would dispense with Tzabal Echayim and say human dignity supersedes the concept of Tzabal Echayim. So on one hand I said it's a beautiful concept, that there are laws of the Torah that are not written specifically in the Torah, but yet we know this is Ratzon Torah. this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu meant, this is what the Torah meant, and therefore these are values that we should inculcate in our own personalities, and perform them according to biblical will. The reason it's a dangerous concept is because how do we define exactly what is Ratzon Torah? Something that's written in Torah, so we accept it at face value, this is what God has told us. Something that's Ratzon Torah, something that's the will of God, so it might be that one person will interpret the will of God one way and a person might interpret the will of God another way. And this would open up a major issue in understanding laws that are not written clearly in the Torah. The Chazonish gave an example of such a case. The 
the laws of Kibbut Av, the laws of respecting your parents, have specific parameters in Jewish law. The Rambam, the, the Gemara, and we pass them that way, says, what is the halacha of Kibbut Av? Machileyu, mashkeyu, machniso, motziyoso. The laws of Kibbut Av have specific parameters, namely, doing personal service for your father as giving him water, giving him food, giving him, helping him get dressed, uh, helping him uh, travel, do whatever is necessary to do personal service for your father. It seems that Kibbut Av would be specifically relegated to laws of personal actions to help your father. What about things about other things, other issues? Your father just told you to uh, do something, but it's not for his own personal benefit. So the Chazon Ish said in Yeridea, Simon Kufmemtes, that although the Chiv of the Torah specifically did not include such examples, but the, the idea of Kiburav learns that But obviously it's the Ratzana Torah, it's the will of God to respect your father and your mother in all areas as well. And therefore we can see that the concept of Ratzana Torah is not related to one issue only. There are other examples of the concept of Ratzana Torah. But as I said before, there are dangerous concepts here how to use this concept according to Torah. The basic discussion we had is whether the laws of Tzab Alechayim are Doraisa and the source for it. What we've tried to do is explain the different sources of the concept of Tzab Alechayim and explain the ramifications that would occur based on the specific types of Limudim that we learned. You've been listening to Rabbi Yamin Tavori, the weekly mitzvah for Pashat Balak. Um, tomorrow, the shiur of Harav Moshe Targin, the essentials of Avodat Hashem. Until then, Kotov, uh, there's no midrash, daily midrash today, nor will, will there be one tomorrow or for the rest of this week. Tomorrow, shiur of Harav Targin, Kotov, Vivakata Torah, Mi Tzion. And we'll be back tomorrow.